Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck. Too tall, Stuck Thompson. With me, as always. <laughs> the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything. And that we've made that clear this week. Is uh, Mr. Leaving Early for Chattanooga, Nathaniel Paul Thurston. That's one of the things that How's I... Going? Mo- that I'm most good at is leaving early on Fridays to go to Chattanooga. Mm. Every Friday is a good Friday for you. It is. Every <laughs> single Friday is good. Friday. I either go to Chattanooga or go to Illinois. We try to make sure that we see our families pretty often. We're we're kind of, you, you know, separated How come from no both one comes of our families. To you? Like you, Nashville's it's, a pretty cool place. That's a, they do sometimes, but that's a common conversation. But the deal is there's two of us in Nashville and there's like, there's like 10 people in Illinois or there's like 10 people in Chattanooga and it's just, it makes more sense for us to go to them than okay. for all of them to organize their schedules. Plus there's divorces and things involved and we'd have to get a bigger house to store them separately. So yeah, yeah. we just, it's better for us to go to the actual town. And you're still working on your guest house. Yeah. Um, right yeah. now you got the pools mm-hmm. on, you know, on mm-hmm. its way. Yeah. To be incompleted, hopefully, summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. Got delayed from COVID last year. I know of course. that. Yeah. And so now, next up is after you get done, you, let's see, you remodeled your kitchen, mm-hmm. your guest bathroom, and your guest rooms. You painted the whole house, put in new floors. And uh, now you're doing shelving in the garage. New carpet upstairs. New carpet upstairs. Yeah. And then the pool, it will be done. And then it's on to the guest house. So yeah. that, okay. And then we'll finally be enough. Yeah. And uh, we'll be able to sell the place and move on to the next one where we remodel it again. It'll be, it'll be great. Spend your whole life finding <laughs> fixer uppers. Um, you should start a show called fixer upper. That's a great idea. I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever done that. This is dumb bleep of the week. Our most popular and coveted episode amongst all of the Patreon supporters whom we will not speak of. we will not talk about how they became patreon supporters because it would take too much time but they get to vote they're all coming in for a special early edition today that's right we even made morning time in different parts of the united states well we've always made morning time in in the furthest portions of the united states but now even people in the contiguous u.s get to listen to us in the morning. So, I hear we're Tulsi there. Gabbard's, you know, favorite morning we show. We are. We, she listens all the time, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. We got a we got a few good interviews coming up next week. I'm pumped about that. And uh, we're going to have we're, we're going to end up having um oh what's it Angela McCardle, I believe is is going to be coming on to talk us into joining the Libertarian Party. I told her that's I tweeted her oh. earlier this morning. And I said, I would love for you to come on and talk us. Basically, I'm not in the Libertarian Party anymore. I need you to come in here and tell us why we need to join and specifically tell us about the Mises Caucus. So I almost um, signed up for Justin Amash. And then uh, I, he renounced his running and I renounced my willingness to sign up. <laughs> well, we will. Uh, we'll see how good she does. And if she does a good if she gets us to join, which honestly, we're pretty agreeable when it comes to people talking us into like if. If uh, if Yal calls us right now, we'd probably give him five grand in the first five minutes because I mean, that's just what we do. You would. <laughs> you would. 
Yeah. So uh, Mark, the, I think Mark, what Mark Claire got you signed up for the Libertarian Party, right? He did at first. And I yeah. convinced you to cut up your card. Mm-hmm, you did. And then yeah. now she's going to convince you to join again. Uh huh. It's flip, Just this big flip, rotation of joining and flip flop McNate. <laughs> flip flop status Nate. Yeah. That's what I am. Border walling, flip flopping. <laughs> okay. Charles, start us off with dumb bleep of the week number one. I saw this one yesterday. Uh, Charles ain't here. It's Chuck. Chuck? Chuck is here. If you would be so kind as to get the listener started off here on dumb bleep number one. Now, you know, we got to worry about vaccinations, but also, and you got to worry about the poor, the poorest among us, those down there at the bottom of the totem poles, but they're doing it wrong in California. They're doing it wrong, and the LA Times is on it. Yeah, they are. They found yeah. out what California is doing wrong. Thanks, Los Angeles Times. They tweeted out, California rushed to vaccinate poor people. What about transgender people? <laughs> what about them? It's coming from the LA Times. <sighs> Although California has worked hard to distribute doses more equitably, some advocates argue that there hasn't been enough outreach to the LGBTQ community. <laughs> of course. What's more, LGBTQ people of color were twice <laughs> as likely as white non-LGBTQ people to get COVID-19 during the fall. According to the UCLA, UCLA School of Law's Williams Institute, and somewhat more likely than non-LGBTQ people of color. So, Which it, means they weren't following the, the guidance. This and is not just a... They weren't masking. They weren't social distancing. That's clear. It's not just a sexual orientation problem or gender problem if that's not enough for you this is also out of racism because lgbtq people of color well, are, those are, are twice as likely the disabled lgbtq people of color are the most definitely the 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 hardest the hardenest victims of them all <laughs> in in the article which i cut out just a few poor a few pieces of it they even go down into, you know, the trench. Now you got to break it down into which one of those letters has the worst mm. likelihood of getting COVID. You know, is it the L? Is it the G or the B? This one, we got to worry about the T. Yeah, this one, the T is having. Meanwhile, California, like most states, has focused most of its vaccine equity efforts. Vaccine equity efforts. <laughs> How do you print something like that? <laughs> On closing, uh, closing income, race, and ethnicity gaps with scant attention paid to sexual orientation or gender identity. <laughs> Those poor people. <laughs> poor groups. It's never enough, is it? No. It's never actually going to be enough. It no. doesn't matter what you do. As if somehow, look, what most states did, and I d see the actual problem is that the states are the ones that are ministering it to begin with. Okay, we talked about this. This was done privately. Everyone would have had an opportunity to get the vaccine a year ago. Okay, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. But what they did was they rolled it out based on um, your, the likelihood you're going to get COVID-19 and the likelihood you're going to die from COVID-19. That's mm -hmm. how they rolled it out. Mm -hmm. So it was healthcare providers first. They're the ones that are in constant contact with the with the bug, with the China virus. <laughs> I didn't know if I could say it or not, but I thought for a second in my head, I was like, should I say it? And I'm like, I'm not PC. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the Kung I'll say, flu. I'll say Kung <laughs> flu if I want to. I'll say Ching-a-Chang virus. I'll say it all. Why do I care? I cover the, the part of the, 
the Asian community that you would need to be worried about. Exactly. And I asked, I'm okay. I asked it. permission from yeah, you. I said it's said, okay. Yeah, you said fine. Yeah. Anyway, the coronavirus. There, so they're they're most likely to get it, and then also the people who have um, old people, and especially people with co- comorbidities. Those are the people who qualified to be get the vaccine first, and so I'm sure anybody that that like literally your sexual orientation or gender gender identity has nothing to do with your actual biological health. Yeah. So now there could be uh, there could be life decisions that you might be more or less likely to make. I don't know. Uh, if you're, you're also in that category, because the article did talk about how people who were in the LGBTQ community were more likely to get COVID than people who weren't. Why? And, and they're out. Is anybody asking why? They also had higher rates of obesity and heart disease in that community than, than your other letters that huh. people are involved in. But it, it really did. Obviously, age is going to trump all of those. And you just don't. You don't have to pay attention really to the to the race and the gender that the age, in my opinion, would be the first one if you're going to do this. But it's never enough. It doesn't matter what you do. I like it what really Joe doesn't. said here. He said China engineered a homophobic virus. That's what it is. Not just homophobic. It's transphobic, mm-hmm. xenophobic, all the phobics. Mm-hmm. OK, well, that's a uh, dumb bleep number one from L.A. Times. The next one. Now, look, call me um, whatever you want to call me. But most LGBTQ people I know are uh, pretty well in shape. Yeah. I mean, I, do, you, do you know? Actually, to tell you the truth, that's, that's, been, that's been my experience as well. Is it just an, it's just empirical evidence? Yeah, I mean, anecdotal? I think that's, that's just us right there, but statistically, that doesn't tend to be the case, I guess. That's I probably because statistically, America doesn't fit that case either. Yeah. So. Let's, uh, let's look at dumb bleep number two. Anyway, guys, so just so you know. We obviously uh, we're just forgetting trans people. Yeah, uh, we don't we don't want them to get vaccinated. Yep, trans lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Yes, of also color. Kamala Kamala Harris had to make sure that we all knew that too. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut in here and tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. You've heard us talk about them before. It's Charlie's favorite app, BetterHelp. You can go to BetterHelp.com or you can download the app. BetterHelp is this great app that pairs you with a licensed therapist. So it's therapy over your phone, all right? If you are having a tough time getting by right now, maybe you're dealing with anxiety, maybe you're just not as happy as you think you should be, maybe you're not finding the meaning in life. You know, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. Maybe you're not finding that meaning in your life that you think that you should be. If you're dealing with anxiety, with depression, with relationship problems, BetterHelp has got a licensed therapist for you. It's super simple. You just go to the website, betterhelp.com slash GML, and that's going to give you 10% off your first month, by the way. So you go to betterhelp.com slash GML. You make an account. They ask you some questions about yourself, some preferential questions, and they're going to pair you with a therapist that they think will work best for you. If you don't want that therapist, that's fine. You just pick another one. Okay, it's safe, it's secure, it's a way to actually talk to a therapist without having to go into the office much cheaper than going into the office, by the way. Listen, taking care of your brain, of your mental health is super important. I don't know if you know this, but your brain controls everything that you do. Okay, so maybe it would help you 
to be talking to someone about it. You can message through the app. You can do video call. You can do voice calls. All kinds of stuff with the BetterHelp app. So go get that app. Make sure you sign up through betterhelp.com slash GML to get that 10% off your first month. You tell them we said, hey. The next one, don't bleed number two, goes to AOC. I don't know if you guys heard her talk about the surge at the border. Apparently, you can't say surge, by the way. That's actually just white supremacist. And uh, I can't really explain it very well because I'm not an idiot, but we'll let her talk about what it is. <laughs> and I'll play the first portion. It's been portion. a while since she's been a part of Dumb Bleep, I think. I know. She's been pretty quiet lately. It's hard for her to talk a lot when, you know, she was down there at the border crying against a random fence when there were half as many p- kids down there in, in overflow facilities at that time. And now she's pretty quiet about it. But. But anyway, let's see what she has to say about how uh, white supremacist it is to use the word surge at the border. Are you for real? So let's talk about this because so much of our national conversation, which is not a conversation uh, about immigration, is driven by people who could not care less about immigrants. So often people want to say, why are you talking about the border crisis or why are you talking about it in this way? Well, we're talking about it. They just don't like how we're talking about it because it's not a border crisis. It's an imperialism crisis. It's a climate crisis. It's a trade crisis. And also it's a carceral crisis because as I have already said, even during this term and this president, our immigration system is based and designed on our carceral system. So those are some of the problems. What about the solution? Well, number one, our Let's solutions to need to be about the, rooted uh, in surge. foreign policy. Contribute, uh, can have contributions to uh, some of these conditions that add fuel to the fire. But people don't want to have that conversation. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem because these, this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded, which by the way, is a white supremacist idea, philosophy, the idea that if an other is coming in the population that this is like an invasion of who we are okay what all right what now i know that that's confusing to a lot of people (laughs) as it should be as it really as it really should be first of all stop (laughs) no you stop what is she talking about so if you say surge that means that you're trying to invoke a militaristic because And then she ties it to the term insurgent, which is a different word. Mm -hmm. By the way, surge and surge has a definition. I know definitions don't really matter, but I wanted to go and look and see what the surge was. To rise or fall actively. That is what surge means. Mm -hmm. So if you say that there's a surge. Or there used to be a surge, (laughs) you know, soda pop. That was a white supremacist drink we all used to have when we were kids. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. And insurgent. That's why they discontinued it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Insurgent. Coke used to make it, I think. Woca-Cola, a person who revolts, insurgent, the person who revolts against civil authority or an established government. 
can be can be an insurgent. Okay, they're two different things. Like if you're trying to give a news report about, you're like, oh, I'm down here. You're like, how's it going outside? And the reporter's like, oh, it's it's no inside, but I'm down here at the border, and uh, I'm down here at the border, and what we're seeing is increasing numbers. The numbers have risen drastically in the amount of people that are coming to the border. The numbers were lower and they've in, they've gone up so oh, if I could come up with a word to say what this was with the amount of people increasing so quickly in a short amount of time, I, I would think that they would have came up with a word for this. If only By the now. English language yeah. wasn't so difficult, <laughs> not only to master, but to just to just combine these feelings and sayings that I have. <laughs> Bob, do you have anything? No, just increases in numbers that's rapidly. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only th- there aren't any words that describe what that would be. <laughs> we haven't made any words that would describe it yet, yeah. except surge. <laughs> surge <laughs> aoc oh and the fact that it's literally anything she doesn't like is white supremacist mm-hmm. it's just it's white supremacy that's, that's getting, all it is and that's like you know you notice that with everything right now obviously we talk yeah. about it all the time and that's getting this super is, annoying well so this is their only option though they have to deflect because now their backs are against the wall <laughs> that was built <laughs> And because they're back, they're backed into a, a, a corner now and they're trying to defend themselves rather than saying, OK, like uh, obviously a, a border crisis has nothing to do with who the president is. So rather than saying that, because they had no problem calling Trump out about how it was his fault and he was xenophobic and all this stuff. But now that the numbers have uh, surged at the border. Uh, not people who want to take over anything, but the amount of immigrants trying to cross the border. And now that the problem has gotten even worse, now it's under Biden. They can't say, oh, well, we were wrong. You can't say that. Not when you're a politician. You have to say, you have to deflect and be like, oh, well, uh, let's talk about the word surge. Let's not actually talk about the problem that's happening. Let's talk about the word surge and let's link it to something else. Insurgency. Oh, that's good surge comes from insurgency that's militaristic these people are invading our country they're obviously not the same color this all these people are upset because white power that that's exactly (laughs) what it is and uh, it's getting really annoying to listen to because it what this does all the time and with everything else that we see all the time is it takes away the ability to have an actual conversation about the problem because now you're just, oh, you used the wrong term. So the, you're only worried about immigration because it, you're a white supremacist. And, you know, she said that, that the word surge was a white supremacist dog whistle. And that's what people who use that term. And like you said, you just, you have to deflect. You can't talk about what's actually going on because the amount of children at the border that are in overflow facilities is way more than what it was when Trump was president right now. Obviously, we're not just letting everybody in. That's not what's actually happening right now. So it's just uh, just crazy. <laughs> Marie said, it's annoying to listen to as Chuck coughs. Still Look, sick over there. Still coughing up. Somebody wanted to know what the Spanish word for surge was. I got it for you. El surge. Uh, no, it's... Uh, 
if I can pronounce this correctly. You won't. Okay, I won't. But it's fine. And and you'll it's, be racist for for pronouncing it incorrectly too. It's, uh, yeah. It's uh, um, a but the e makes an makes an ah sound, so or an a sound. Yeah, amento. Yeah, which amento. comes from the Spanish version of in amentogent, which is a militaristic term. Mm-hmm. So yeah. obviously. <laughs> All right, Charles, tell us about dumb bleep number three here, real quick. Oh, I don't know if I can move past this yet. This one's this one's pretty funny. This is from Secretary Janet Yellen, former Fed chair, by the way. She's now the Secretary of Treasury. Just what we need, Fed people. <laughs> yeah, she has so much experience in in ruining currency. She says, "I took my first economics course around 1963. Around 1960, like you don't know when you took your first class. In or around." Since then, our country has endured at least five major economic crises. Each of these crises was very different, but they all shared at least one significant characteristic. And starting out with that tweet, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. What's the one thing? I was like, what's the economic thing? The economic thing they all shared. That that led to each one of these crises. Could it be uh, inflation? Could it be uh, bubbles? Could it be uh, quantitative easing? regulations maybe be regulations you're thinking all these things that are possible all these economic reasons uh price caps was it uh you know uh uh, poor trade what what could possibly be the thing please ties all these together please economist secretary janet yellen will have no fear she says at the end here at the end of her tweet they all hit latino americans disproportionately hard (laughs) They all hit Latino Americans disproportionately hard. That was the one. That's the one thing all five major yeah. economic crises they had in common. That is the one thing that we can link to all of the economic downturns. If there's one thing that Secretary Janet Yellen could come up with that she learned in economics, that she learned because she took an economics course starting in 1963. If there's one thing, it's that they all hit Latino Americans disproportionately hard. how do you take this how do you take these people seriously my brain hurts how do you actually end up taking them seriously i i don't understand if you guys have any ideas on how you can take it seriously the only like so i'm a very optimistic person the only thing i can think of when i see things like this from these types of people literally in my mind i'm just like the, the the truth that people tell you that you can be anything when you grow up it's true for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you could, could be a congressman. You could be the secretary of treasurer. You could, anything you want to do, you could do it. You don't have to be, obviously, you don't have to be smart. No. You don't have to be bright. You just need to know you, the right people, actually. That's just, really all it is. That's literally it. Yeah. And you don't even have to remember when you took economics, <laughs> what year it was. <laughs> you just put words together, and <laughs> that's it. You, you can you want to be anything you can be anything you want that's that's just the way it is that's a good life lesson for us to learn from um, now secretary of the treasury janet yellen yeah so um another lesson we can learn here is uh listen we've we've been known to entertain conspiracy theories now and again uh, honestly you guys might not know this because we don't talk about these things on the podcast very much 
I'm inclined to believe a lot of what would be considered conspiracy theories. Actually, I I really am. Well, and I'm I'm inclined. My inclinations more on the question side. I think you should question everything. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, I believe it was Nicole put out a great article that we just published uh, about science and how the first step in science is to question. Right. Yeah. So literally, I approach things essentially with the scientific method. Mm-hmm. I question the narrative that's presented, the hypothesis that was generated. I question the variables that were used. I question the controls. I question, are there other possibilities? Are we wrong? I think that every single conspiracy theory does have at least some merit to it. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that as you dive deeper and deeper into these, you have to, you have to go through a lot of mental gymnastics to get to that point. Now, could it make sense? Possibly. Yes. But then when you when you go and dig into it, it does it add, does it all add up? And one of the biggest things I think is when you look at when you look at motive, like who if there is a conspiracy that would someone have a motive to have pulled this off? Well, yeah, a lot of times you can find a massive motive. You we could talk about a motive behind 9/11 or JFK or Pearl Harbor or whatever, and you can always find some Pearl type Harbor of and I and I missed you yeah so are you done no I do pretty well throughout the day and then I do all this talking yeah just gets it all just gets it all worked up over there so anyway there are times though I would say that if you believe a conspiracy theory that um you know maybe just keep just keep that mess to yourself (laughs) just don't just bury it deep down and and unless you can produce the evidence Maybe you're not going to make yourself look all that great. Um, I don't know. One of our listeners sent over this screenshot um, of one of his, uh, I don't know if it was a friend or he saw it on a conversation somewhere and he screenshot it. This comes from uh, Marcus. Thanks for sending this over. And you'll think like this is your general conspiracy theory, but it really goes off the rails. And it has to do with George Floyd. And there's always been this conspiracy theory that George Floyd, the whole thing was a, was a, false flag or it wasn't real it didn't actually happen he didn't actually die uh he's an actor he's he's whatever and so anyway callie when it comes to uh, george floyd here she says all acting floyd was a freemason and an actor okay and someone says i'm not opposed to this idea there seems to be more evidence for some version of this theory than any other i've seen there's more evidence for this than any other theories that they've seen I didn't go to school for this case or anything, just my solid opinion. (laughs) Callie says, lots of truthers have broken it all down, but that was long ago and finding out of my photos would be challenging. But Floyd isn't dead. (laughs) (laughs) I believe this super strongly and this is a a crazy theory, okay? But uh, I I can't find the photos, but just believe me, Floyd isn't dead, okay? And so we... Lots of truthers too, by the way. Guys, we're not really in the crazy part of this yet. Now we're going to get to here's here's why. Here's here's the uh, here's all of the little tidbits that you should know for why this was obviously a conspiracy theory. Chauvin kneed on his neck for exactly eight minutes and forty six seconds, which was the same exact time the twin towers went down. All right. First off, that's not it's nine minutes and twenty nine seconds. That's what. So, so it's not. Yeah. So already we're creating this thing like, oh, what's the exact time the towers went down? Eight minutes, 46 seconds. Well, that's the exact time that Chauvin need on his neck. 
Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's not it. Floyd died in the Twin Cities and supposedly had a twin Hollywood actor. So Twin Tower, we still got this is all connected to yeah. 9/11. Twin, twin, twin. And the Freemasons. All this is going on. Floyd was an actor himself, Por- a porn actor, I guess. Is that true? I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. Floyd, now we're going to keep going here, okay? Floyd had the Freemason double eagle tatted on his chest. There was 666 spray painted on the trash can in the video of his death in Freemason colors. Oh, no. (laughs) Yet all the other trash containers that were exactly the same on the street, the neighboring streets, didn't have that on them at all. It was just this trash can where George Floyd was killed. The pics they put up of him in the news were him standing in a Mexican place next to a Corona beer background, reference to COVID, (laughs) in Freemason orange, and the other pic of him was with a brick wall. Freemason. Like, (laughs) okay. More more mental gymnastics. Now, you can, I really do believe, first off, I... I think a lot of conspiracy theories have merit behind them. But one thing we all need to realize is that if you can't produce the evidence yourself, then you really have no idea because anyone can make up anything that they want to. Mm-hmm. So if you saw a picture that was something might not be real, you saw a picture of a, and there was a trash can that had 666. If you didn't walk around the trash can and you weren't there at that time, you have no idea what the trash can had, had on it. The timing that they said he knelt on his neck wasn't actually right. And now they're adding that all into the Twin Towers. So what I'm saying is we should all, I think, entertain and question and, and talk about what people call conspiracy theories. But then we all also have to realize that if we can't produce the evidence, then someone else could just be manipulating you for for some reason that we yeah. don't really know of. That's it. Problem, so you should question that too. The other thing is too, the amount of coordination and effort it would take <laughs> to fake George Floyd's death. They can't even the send poli- out unemployment. Right. They, they Without fraud. Yeah. They, they can't waste more money. They can't even save whatever they can't they can't do it uh that's another thing with 9-11 i mean look those types of things i'm like okay is it possible that a plane didn't hit the pentagon maybe i don't know because looking at the pictures it doesn't look like a plane flew into it where's the plane in the pentagon other types of things you can you can have those kind of questions and i'll tell you i don't actually know the answer to that i I don't don't um it, it doesn't look like it could have been a plane but it could have been because You'll learn in life there are things that seem impossible that aren't actually impossible. They actually happen. Yeah. So I and and with this, though, the coordinated effort it would take to pull off 9-11, to pull off all these false flag events, to kill, to fake George uh, Floyd's death, to put a cop on murder trial, all this stuff. I just I don't see them able to pull it off. Yeah. They also said that they looked on, I guess there's a thing where you can look up people that are in prison, Vine something, I don't know. Um, they said there's something you can look up people in prison, and the other cops that were involved, they don't show up on that app. They're not really in prison. That was just a fake, made-up news story also. Mm. Okay. They don't really exist. So, any, anyhow, and anyhow, that's just what I have to say. I, I think that we can talk about the conspiracy theories, but always questioning everything means you also have to question the conspiracy theory. Absolutely. And, and and not just get fixated on one thing. Um, the <clears throat> the bottom tweet is the important one on the on the next dumb bleep. 
I don't know if you guys remember, Libertarian Party was trending, or Libertarianism, or Libertarians was trending on Twitter for a bit. It all had to do with the Libertarian Party of Kentucky tweeting what everyone, what a lot of people decided was just egregious. Are vaccine passports going to be yellow, shaped like a star, and sewn onto our clothes? Sounds like something Charles Thompson said earlier mm-hmm. in the week on the on the podcast. And while I think that the Holocaust references are, uh, I think that it's I think that it's overboard. I said this in one of our videos. I think that that's I think that it's way overboard. We're not in a Holocaust yet, but I do also think that we need to talk about what principles could have led to that happening, what ideas could have led to that happening. Anyway, people didn't like that. Libertarians was trending, and I pulled this gem from Twitter right here, because this person knows everything about libertarians. And so, Charlie, do you want me to read this one? Or you got uh, it? Well, I was responding to Todd here real quick. He said 9-11, because what I just mentioned on the podcast, the Pentagon, uh, he said he know, he knows people who died and survived that crash. It was a plane straight from those that were there. So see, look, you can, you can question, you can be wrong, admit it. The conspiracy, I said that looking at the pictures, it doesn't look like a plane hit it. But then straight from somebody that I that I trust, Todd here was like he has direct relationship with people who either died or survived that plane crash. And it was a plane crash. So yeah. even if it doesn't look like it is, it, it still is. And the answer that you what you always knew the whole time was that you didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. It's worth questioning, but I didn't know. Yeah. I wasn't there. So. So, yeah, that's what I uh, I want to say that real quick. Thanks, Todd. Uh, so, as you mentioned, Libertarian Party of Kentucky said, vaccine passports going to be yellow, shaped like a star, and sewn on our clothes. Uh, so David Weissman responds and says, as a Jew, I find this tweet disgusting and insulting to Holocaust survivors. Uh, somebody else says, I'm not even Jewish. I'm black. And I find it disgusting, too. And then, of course, we had to have somebody white coming here. <laughs> this is I'm really this just is, your st- this is really just about libertarianism in right. general this is a this is the idea here i'm just your standard non-religious white person and this is about as sick and disgusting as these comments come libertarians don't care about freedom they don't care about freedom they are just a bunch of white men with guns who want to stay in control forever you reap what you sow tweet reported <laughs> sweet reported ha gotcha <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> Reported tweet. So this idea, libertarians don't care about freedom. They're just a bunch of white men with guns who want to stay in control forever. This is like hashtag that moment when you had no idea what libertarianism is whatsoever. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's exactly just first off, let's let's exclude the white men part and just say that they're just people who want to stay in control forever. Does have they ever looked at what libertarians believe at all? It's complete opposite. Like that. That's the we've always seen that meme going around. It's like libertarians diligently plotting to take over the world and leave you alone since whatever year, nineteen seventy three. I don't know what the year is, but that's crazy. But then also libertarians are just a bunch of white men yeah. with guns. Mm-hmm. That's really it. That's all they are. Anyone have any problems so, with that? Look so. <laughs> essentially um, the people who want to just be left alone are the ones who want all the power somehow that, that equates to the same thing. Yeah. Like, somehow. Hey, I, yeah. 
If you hey, want look. to leave people alone, yeah, then you want power. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't want to tell anybody else what to do, besides don't harm people and don't take their stuff, you have two. If you live your life by two rules, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, then you want to control everyone. Mm-hmm. You want to be in control forever. Like, here's the control part of libertarianism. This person wants to put a gun to someone's head and take their money against their will. And you think that that person should be stopped from doing that. Therefore, you want to control that person. <laughs> that's how it works. That is, that's how that whole mental gymnastics yeah. thing worked right there. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> we want, uh, because you, we desire for the government to have less power, therefore, default, we want more power. Last time I checked, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's yeah. the equation of li- libertarian equals um, less power plus more power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get power with less power. Yeah, less power plus more power mm-hmm. equals libertarian. Do, do less. Yeah, that's just also, I mean, you know, whatever you can say about, I, I, I reference something similar to this because, you know, requiring documentation to be certain places um, to me is just a step, just another step in this whole, we might as well do what China's doing and have a, what is that? A community scorecard? Mm-hmm. Like the, the fact that we're going to, you know, look at people's medical history before they're allowed to do something. Um, social re- scorecard, require it, social scorecard, whatever, it, you know, at what point do we, you know, go down the same path that we did before. Well, and that's like, that is how it happens. And that's why I was saying with the Holocaust reference, listen, I think, I think people probably need to cool it with the, we saw this against Trump, obviously for four years, Trump was a Nazi. Trump was literally Hitler. Uh, This was basically a Holocaust with the kids in cages down there at the border. It was the same thing. The left gets to make Holocaust references for four years, they get to make Nazi references for four years, and then you have people that are libertarians, or then you get people like Gina Carano, who come out there and say just a little thing about the Holocaust, and it's like, oh, this is an insult to Holocaust survivors. I am offended. You have offended us. That's what they're all saying. And honestly, it is, when you actually think about what people went through in the Holocaust, it is starting to be an insult there, because that was a very disgusting, insanely serious and murderous thing that happened. And that's not what's happening yet. But what we can say is what principles led to that eventually happening. And it was collectivism. (coughs) It was a denial of individual liberty. It was lumping people like collectivism. It was lumping people into groups based on certain things that people decided. And when we talk about the vaccine cards, and we talk about how there's going to be a class of people with vaccines and their passports that can go to movie theaters and that can travel and do everything. And then there's going to be the, the, the scourge, the others that won't be able to do anything. Like, yeah, people start to make references about that. But I think it, it, we really need to focus more on the ideas of individual liberty. How is it that we eventually get to these places throughout history? Realize that we're not there yet. So we don't have to make any insanely outlandish comparisons, but we can say that this type of idea taken to its fullest, fullest extent, taken to its logical conclusion, 
can eventually lead to things like what happened in the Soviet Union, like what happened in Nazi Germany, things like that. So <clears throat> that's my that's my thoughts on that. So don't bleep. Number. Yeah, and plus, you guys need to look at the timeline of events. I mean, literally uh, during the first six years of Hitler's dictatorship, German Jews felt the effects of more than 400 decrees and regulations that restricted all aspects of their public and private lives. So this is how it starts. Mm -hmm. He didn't on day one. He didn't just build all these concentration camps and start killing Jews, right? He, he started segregating them. He started segregating people. He started labeling special people. regulations had, for, for certain regulations people. and decrees and things like that. They suspended. Look, uh, this is, I didn't know this February 28th, 1933 at the time, president Hindenburg suspends constitutional protections in Germany. Mm. just suspended him just suspended so what you're saying is it wasn't that hitler didn't come to power and then they passed a law that said we're gonna round up jewish people and put them in trains and then we're gonna gas them like that's not what happened like he came into power and then this is what we're gonna do Mm -hmm. it was one thing after another that happens and as you kept going down that road it made it to the logical conclusion of that ideology mm-hmm. of the, of those principles that's what it makes it to they had law against overcrowding in the schools and universities that limited the number of jewish jewish students in public schools they had a book burning um sponsored by amazon all these things yeah um so that was dumb bleep number five and we have one more to add in someone accidentally saying the quiet part out loud when it comes to pushing this vaccine out and what the government needs to do. It's pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy. I'm going to try and blow it up here on the screen so we can see it better as we switch over to it right here for the people who are watching because they are Patreon supporters because they went to patreon.com slash Liberty and they signed up for as little as $5 a month so they can watch live on our private Discord group. Now we'll talk about what happened uh, on CNN. See if this makes any uh, sense to you real quick clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated you can do all these things here are all these freedoms that you have because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway come out a lot administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say if you're vaccinated you can do all these things here are all these freedoms that you have because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway clear to (sighs) so we're gonna go out and enjoy the freedoms anyway you have to the she's saying that the biden administration needs to come out bolder and basically incentivize people take away your freedoms right now you have to stop the states from opening at 100 percent because people need this incentive and the incentive is going to be if you get the vaccine look at all these freedoms you'll have back you'll have back and if you don't get it like people are you can't just let them have the freedoms anyway Mm. or they won't want to go get the vaccine this adds into all types of conspiracy theories about vaccination people saying dumb stuff like this all the time it's insane i don't know how we made it to the point i don't know how we made it to the point where this is okay 
to say on TV. If you get the vaccine, look at all these freedoms you'll have. Literally arguing that the government needs to make sure you don't have any freedoms unless you've gotten the vaccine. They're just coming right out and saying it. Just now. Just right out. Just Yeah. Plain as day on CNNs. It's crazy. And so uh, I don't really have, I mean, you guys know exactly what problems we have with this. And that's an insane thing to say. And uh, we've made it, like I said, we've made it to a point where this is okay to say on a national news program, like mm. uh, Chris Cuomo's show, whatever the heck it's called. So, um, All right, y'all, get your votes. Yeah, that's get your votes in. That's number six. We'll run through the list again real quick. Number one was California is rushing to vaccinate poor people. But what about transgender people? Mm-hmm. AOC says that uh, saying the word surge is white supremacist. That's assembly number two. Number three, economist, secretary, Janet Yellen, found things that were in common with all of the economic crises in our past, and it was that they hurt Latino Americans disproportionately. Mm-hmm. Number four was this George Floyd conspiracy theory and really the description of why it all makes sense. Uh, number five, was libertarians are just a bunch of white men who want to stay in control forever. (laughs) (laughs) And number six was don't give people any freedom because then we won't be able to get them to get the vaccine. All right, before we go any further, I'm going to tell you guys about mastermystonks.com. Yes, Charles Chuck Stuck Too Tall Something Thompson and I run the Liberty Trading Academy been trading for several years now we worked out all the kinks so you don't have to all right so if you're somewhat interested in getting involved in the stock market then this is the place for you you can simply type in master my stonks s-t-o-n-k-s mastermystonks.com you can use the promo code save 20 to save 20 percent off your first two months that's 20 percent off your first two months that is a crazy deal we got over 300 videos on there we start literally from vocabulary words how to use a trading software how to read charts and then we go all the way up to the strategies that we trade on a daily basis i go live every morning at 8 a.m central time 30 minutes before the market opens and we talk about what's moving in the morning what we're going to be trading when the market opens i stay live For my first bit of trading in the morning, I'll stay live until about 9.30 Central Time, my time. So you get an hour and a half of live trading from me starting at 8 a.m. Central Time, okay? So if you're interested, maybe you're not. Maybe this doesn't make any sense to you at all. Maybe you're tired of hearing about it. I don't know. But I happen to believe that one of the best solutions taking care of all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast they can just be bringing you down all the time i happen to believe that one of those things is actually taking care of your own personal financial situations you don't have to be dependent on who's going to be in office at what time pushing what policy you guys know the thing all right so if you can actually learn a new skill that could pay your bills if you hit the right button on time Literally, that's what you got to do in trading. You have a strategy and you just have to hit a button and make sure you're trading your strategy. Make sure that you're a disciplined human being for a couple hours every single day. 
then you could actually start paying your bills like that. Now, that's obviously not a guarantee. That's all going to be dependent on you and whether or not you are managing your risk and whether or not you are being patient and whether or not you're trading your actual strategies that you've tested and that we've tested and that we've shown to everyone. So anyway, you go to mastermystonks.com. Use the promo code SAVE20. That's all one word. SAVE20. Just do it all in caps. SAVE20 to get 20% off, 20 off your first two months. Master my stocks. You stay classy. There's a link in the show notes, by the way. And I'm also going to go ahead and tell you guys about the Patreon group. That's patreon.com slash Liberty. For as little as $5 a month, you can join in on the live crazy mess that we have going on during every show. Everyone posting crazy gifts and we're talking back and forth. Honestly, I wouldn't want to do the show without the live group that joins every day. It's hilarious. It's not very PC. I'll go ahead and warn you about that. So if you can handle that, then it's a good group for you. So we got the private ser server where we're all in there talking all the time. We got a memes channel. We're bouncing Liberty ideas back and forth. There's writers in there bouncing writing ideas. We got ideas for Dumb Bleep of the Week, which we do every Friday. So we got members throwing in ideas for Dumb Bleep of the Week. And you get the vote on what the Dumb Bleep of the Week is on Fridays, which is our most popular episode. So if you are interested in actually putting your money where your keyboard is, your keyboard warrioring money towards something that could change the tides of tyranny back towards the shores of liberty or something like that. I don't know. That sounded pretty good. I don't know. Then go to patreon.com slash good morning liberty. And there's other tier levels too. There's a lot of people that pay $15 a month and that money goes towards running advertising on whatever you want, by the way. And not to mention, you get a coffee mug along with your $15 subscription. You get a nice less government, more freedom coffee mug. When you sign up for that, it pays for itself, literally, okay? But all the money from Patreon goes back into advertising. So we'll ask you, what's something that you care about? Do you have a specific article that you want to push? Do you have a specific video you want to push? What is it? And when you say, here's this thing I want to push, then we're going to post it to our social media and we're going to throw your subscription level donation behind that push, that post every single month that you're signed up. Okay, so you are actually getting the word out there to people by signing up on patreon.com slash Liberty. So if you want to actually put your money where your mouth is, that is the place to do it. Go, I'll see you there. Or I'll see you on another time. All right. Back to the show. And while y'all are voting right now, uh, the Patreon group, I'm not going to say anything about how to sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. I wouldn't even mention it. I'm not going to tell you about the trading class where we talk about uh, trades. We have a great community in there. What I am going to tell you to do, though, is please, please, I said please, please <laughs> share the show. Share it with a friend. Share it with an enemy. Share it with your best buddies. Share it around the globe. Hit that share button, go to all contacts, and uh, let somebody know that you're listening to a, a great show that gives you the best information, and it's funny and sometimes dumb, but that's what Dumb Bleep is for. we got to cover the dumb stuff, and uh, let them know, and then we appreciate that. Leave us that rating and review on Apple Podcast or Stitcher or any other podcasting app that you can leave a rating and review on. That helps uh, in the charts, it helps in the rankings. It helps us uh, become discovered, 
easier. So there are a lot of people out there that need some Liberty talk, some good down to earth, rednecking Liberty talk from Tennessee. All right. I I could have said it better myself. Yeah. Uh, So it looks like although it was a tight race, because we are talking to a bit of a biased audience here, don't believe number five, libertarians are just a bunch of white men with guns who want to stay in control forever wins dumb bleep of the week because it's completely antithetical to it's what insane. we actually believe it's insane it's completely insane yeah. so number five now running away with it right now thank you guys for uh and girls for getting your votes in we really really appreciate that as charlie said you want to make sure you share the show it keeps growing i look today at our numbers our numbers are up so that's good mm. okay uh, we took a little dip after the election, and now we're right back to the to the pre-election territory. Almost right back. Almost right back to pre-election territory right now. Um, I, obviously, everyone got a little bit burnt out, probably with some with their politics. And uh, I know I did. But anyway, I, I'm I couldn't be happier about the amount of people who are listening to this podcast all the time. Uh, you you might not know it, but it puts us right up there with a lot of the most popular libertarian podcasts. And we know that because we've ran ads on them and we know exactly how many people listen to the shows because we had to pay for the ads so that we have to have their listener numbers. And it literally puts us right up there with a lot of the most popular libertarian podcasts, which is insane. Totally insane. Just mm-hmm. a couple of yahoos from Southern Illinois down here. Um, I'm from Tennessee. Now, now we're from Tennessee. Yeah. We won't claim Illinois. Mm-mm. A couple of yahoos from Tennessee over here, from Nashville, Tennessee. And we're just talking about liberty and economics and stuff like that. And so we couldn't say thank you any harder than this right now. Thank you. That's what I have to say. Wes wants to know if we can get a new show section, which is my foreign word of the day. <laughs> I always... It's like that meme, uh, what's the Mexican word of the day? Yeah. <laughs> we Yeah, well... <laughs> We'll have you explain what the, <laughs> what the Spanish word for something is. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. I mean, I just went to segment. Mexico, <laughs> yeah. so he knows the lingo yeah, over there. I'm telling yeah. you, I was I was immersed in it, <laughs> and so uh, I'm coming out the other side. So anyway, <laughs> y'all share the show, share it with a communist Amanto. uncle, Amanto. Share with your communist uncle. Share it with your socialist cousin. Tell them they don't have to follow in the footsteps of their crazy commie dad. That there's still hope for them. Okay, so if you do all of that, we'll be right back here on Monday with some good interviews next week and the week after. I'm pumped about that. And if you if you do all of that, if you're pumped too, you, and you stay classy, also you got to do all those things. You got to mm. stay classy. And we'll see you then, or we'll see you on another time. And this is also uh, called Good Morning Liberty. You stay classy. <laughs>